This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law and Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am in the office of head football coach Zach Harrell. How you doing today, coach? Doing great, Michael. Thank you. Uh, all right, so guys, it's finally here. Real football. Friday night, the Hornets are opening up at home, playing host to the Brownsboro Bears. Uh, coach, before we get into some of the specifics, I know that when you came to town last year, Brownsboro first on the schedule. Um, and it had a little had a little extra oomph on it since they're just down the road from us. Can you talk just a second about the Athens-Brownsboro rivalry? Yes, sir. You know, being my second year here, uh, and it's it's a great rivalry, number one, just because of the proximity of the two towns and the two schools, you know, and so all, all these kids know each other. Uh, you know, most of these kids, uh, a lot of them are friends, a lot of them, play peewee football together and so you know just the familiarity with both uh play both both teams both players both communities makes it such a great rivalry and uh you know another great thing about it is both are very classy respectful programs you know and that's that's you know sometimes you think of rivalries and you think of you know they can get ugly and 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 there might it might have been ugly in the past, but my experience with this rivalry is both pro, both towns and both programs respect each other, uh, and it's played with class and very clean. And that's to me that's the best type of rivalry. You know those that end in fights those those aren't very fun to be a part of. But th this is a very respectful, classy rivalry. All right, and so you are one and zero. In your in against Brownsboro, got your first win as a head coach, your first uh, uh, win in the rivalry last year, game one. Um, so Brownsboro going to be coming in looking for a little bit of revenge, I would think. Yeah, they will, and you know, it's for for coaches and you know for us, you know it. It's just first game for us, uh, and we. You know, yes, it is a rivalry, but we, we treat it just like we treat every other game. Now, for the kids, uh, it's a little bit different because it is the Brownsboro Bears and those guys. They're Coach Pearson does a great job of having his team prepared and playing really hard, uh, and so it's a it's going to be a great challenge for us. But you know, because it is on their mind, we beat them last year, and so that's going to be a little extra motivation for their kids. And so we got to be sure that we're able to match and not only match, but play more physical and play harder than they do uh, if we want to win this game because we know they're going to bring all they got. So that's going to be a great challenge for us. The other thing about the first game of the year is um, there's a, there's the unknown because oh, yeah. from year to year, high school football teams change. You lose players, you get new players, you have to adjust to who you have. Uh, and even though the scheme stays pretty similar, the way you operate the scheme can often change. Right. Uh, and so there's that factor coming in game one. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Michael, because there is a lot of unknown, and there's a lot of unknown. You know, I was talking earlier to uh, another guy about, you know, 
your week one lineup, never does your week ten lineup look like your week one lineup because we got, and so do they, both teams are going to have a lot of kids that play Friday night that it's their first time to ever play in a Friday night football game. And how are those kids going to respond to that? You know, we don't even know. Uh, we don't even know right now what that's going to look like. And so you don't ever really know till you get thrown into the fire. And so there are a lot of unknown on both sides and a lot of, like you said, the kind of the small – each team's different. Every year's going to be a little bit different. And so, you know, we've seen their scrimmage and they've seen ours. But, you know, most programs don't don't reveal all their, all their whole, you know, their whole bag of plays and tricks and those scrimmages. And so I'm sure they're holding some stuff for us as well as we're holding, we've held some stuff out from them too. All right, so let's break this down real quick. Let's look, what are you expecting – from Brownsboro offensively? What are you expecting yeah. to see from their offense this year? Well, you know, Coach Pearson, those guys over there, they did do a great job of, of doing what they do really well. And that's, they're going to, you know, they're going to base out of a wing T type offense and they're going to run the football. Uh, and they have two very good backs. Uh, both of them played, or well, one of them played back for them last year. The other kid displaying that they're handing the ball to a lot actually played uh offensive line last year uh but oh wow he's he's a very athletic kid and a a bigger kid that uh is going to lower his shoulders and try to you know get three to four yards a pop and that's what they believe in they want to they want to get three four yards every down and they want to control the game and control the tempo and they want to grind it out and then, and then the other big part of what they believe in and what makes them so hard to defend is they're going to do that eight, nine, ten straight plays and just pound it right at you, and then they're going to try to catch you sleeping uh, and throw a halfback pass at you or throw a boot, throw it back across the field and slip a wing back out. And So that that's a huge part of their offense is – you know, and again, kind of like us, uh, we don't we don't believe in trick. We don't call them trick plays. Same thing with them. Like in the scrimmage, they ran a halfback pass, which most people don't run. What you would call, you know, most people would define that as a trick play. But to them, that's not a trick play. Like halfback pass is a staple in their offense, right? Uh, because they're gonna pound you, pound you, pound you, and then try to catch you sleeping. And so it's so big for us to those secondary kids, especially to play assignment football and not get caught up in And that's hard for a kid, man, you know, sitting back there, run after run after run after run, and then not want to get sucked up into that uh, and, and lose your coverage assignment. And so that that's what they do, and that's what they believe in. They do a great job of doing it. Well, it sounds like to me that's going to be key for your defensive line and your linebackers, that front seven, to control the game because – it's going to be easier for your secondary to, to respect the pass if yeah. they don't have to come up and make hits. Right, yeah, you're right. And it's a it's going to be a good challenge uh, for our linebackers to make a lot of plays in the run game. You know, we're, we ask our – our defense alignment, uh, you know, the, their their number one job is always, you know, Coach Bigham always preaches to them, is to shock he, – he uses the word shock – shock the offensive line uh, and engage those guys so they stay off of our backers. Violent uh, hands. That's right. And so 
it's very important that our backers are able to make plays in the run game uh, and they're, versus these guys. And so uh, the good news is that, that seems to be one of the strengths of your defense. The, the interior of your defense showed up really well in the scrimmage, and your defensive line and your linebackers looked really good. You got a lot of uh, experience. I mean, we're young at other places on, on the field, but defensive line and linebacker is one place you have a lot of experience. Yeah, you're right, especially defensive end and linebacker. That's that's a place of where we have a lot of returning guys that have played there. Our defense tackles, are all, all three of our defense tackles that are, we're kind of starting the game with, they're all young kids that have never played, but our ends and our linebackers are, are very, very experienced. So uh, what on the other side of the ball can we expect to see from Brownsboro's uh, defense? Um, what will come out? What, what kind of lineup do you think you'll see? So Brownsboro runs what I call a 10-1. Uh, so they're going to play mostly man-to-man -man defense with one free safety, you know, so that 10-1, you know, Salah. So like a center fielder back there. Yeah, exactly right. right. Seeing which way to go. That's right. Uh, and the the secondaries in man-to-man coverage, uh, they'll press up. Sometimes they'll be off. Uh, but they, they uh, you know, that, that defensive philosophy is based on trying to make you throw the football, and they try to – you know, they try to get as many run players into the box as they can, uh, and they, they do a good job of doing it. They'll also play some cover three in the secondary to mix it up so it does so it's not always the same look. But they're, you know, they're going to have five defensive linemen. You know, you call it a 10-1, but they're going to have five defensive linemen uh, that are, you know, on that line of scrimmage, and they're going to try to penetrate and get upfield, uh, and they're – upfield players uh, and so that's that's what they do and they do a good job at it five offensive linemen two linebackers you got seven in the box well if we're in a you know if it depends on what's kind of set we're in if we're in a four receiver set then they'll be in a five one got uh, it and then they'll have that one free safety behind right because they have four that right. have to cover if we if we put another guy and that's what they do the more you put in the box, the more they're going to put in the box. So if we if we go a two back set and have three receivers, then they'll be in a five two. Uh, so if we sure. put three back there, they'll be in a five, five three. three. Yeah, Got right. It. Got so it. they're going to just match you wherever you put your uh, skill players. They're going to match you. So they're based just going to come out man to man on your skill players and, right. and put the rest of the guys in the box minus one guy back deep right. just in case. That's right. All right. Which sounds to me like, yeah, it would be very dangerous, uh, or some maybe hard to run against that. Yeah, it can be. But it, it can be. But it sounds like if you complete a pass, all you need to do is break one tackle. Yeah, that's the thing about the defense. That defense, if if you can it, run or pass game, uh, if you can break, you know, because in that run too, if you if you can break through that first. Line well, there's not many left. That that yeah. free safety better make the play, and that's why that free safety always has to be a real good player in that scheme. Uh, but it it is kind of a defense that is suspect to the big play because uh, if you can if you can hit it, then they don't have much back there uh, left. Uh, but 
it also it, it, it makes it difficult. You know, it makes it diff, You know, makes that big play harder to achieve uh, based on their scheme. The other thing is, it lures the offense into trying to make those plays. That's right. Which can get ugly if if they're not working. That's right. Kind of you know high risk, high reward type of deal. Sure. Sure. Okay, so I know you obviously we don't want to get into what you want to do because we all know that Brownsboro is going to be dissecting this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For extra info. Yeah. Um, sorry, Brownsboro fans. Just kidding. Uh, but um, so I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of your two main running backs. There's Those are um, Nate and Ja'Cory, right? Yeah, Nate Sams and Ja'Cory Roberts. We call him Coop. Uh, both those guys, you know, were were great backs for us last year in returning, and we got to get both those guys involved uh, early and often because uh, those those are two they're two great high school running backs, and you, we got to use them both. And it's going to be a big opening day um, challenge for your offensive line, your rebuild offensive line. It sounds like it will be, uh, you know, and that's. We challenged those guys this week. You know, we went back and looked at the scrimmage, and you know, we're, our offensive line is going to be fine. We just lack a lot of experience, and we, uh, you know, we went back and watched the film, and most of the mistakes are not due to a lack of ability; they're due to a lack of experience of not not doing the right thing. Uh, you know, there were very few plays in the scrimmage where all five guys were correct on their assignment. And so that that's what we challenged them. That's one of the keys to victory this week is, hey, you know, simply do your job and do it right. Uh, you're going to get beat sometimes. Uh, there, there's sometimes that guy over there is trying to make plays too, uh, and he's being coached too. And there's sometimes he's going to he's going to do his job better than you're going to beat. But what, what we have to do is do the right job. Uh, when we're busting assignments, we're not giving ourselves a chance to be successful. And so we've really challenged those guys this week to, hey, be coachable, uh, study a lot of film, uh, ask questions, and just do your job and do it right. And so just for those listening, I mean, it sounds easy, but not as easy as it sounds. You've got five guys. Uh, you have one returner, but he's playing out of position, playing center this year. Yeah. Um, You've got five guys that have to try and work together as a unit. They're not five individuals. They have to work together. They have to see what the off the defense is presenting them. There are different combo blocks, different things that they're supposed to do off of different looks. Yeah. And in in the heat of the game, that can get very complicated. It can. And and you know, Michael, like what we're going against this week is it, it's you know it's different than what most people do, and right. so it's totally different than what we did last week against Canton because it's a different scheme. And so, you know, and not only do we got all new guys, but besides the uh, Angel Garcia who started for us, the guard who's playing center like you alluded to just a minute ago, all the other guys playing on our offensive line that are that are competing for those spots, not only did they not start on varsity last year, did they not – no one else even played on varsity. Uh, so we got – all the other guys have never even been in a varsity football game, right. and so you know, again, that, that's that's what it's just. It's going to take some time, but we got to make sure that that we're getting better every day and every week, and that we're not that we're climbing the hill uh, instead of uh, you know staying flat or digressing. 
All right, so uh, another part, one of the things that we haven't really talked about coming up to the first game is we haven't talked at all about special teams. Um, just because, you know, it wasn't quite time to be right. talking about special teams. But now, now we're about to go. Tell us how your special teams are looking. Well, we're excited about that unit. You know, Coach Reeves is our special teams coordinator and has really taken uh, taken the reins of that this year and put a lot of he put a lot of thought into it and a lot of brainstorming in the off season. And so, we're hoping that's that we get a lot better in that than we were last year. And that's we we got to improve in that that area of the football game. Uh, and so, we have a couple kickers. You know, Ty Rojo is or, sorry I butchered his name Ty is one of our talented players and you know, he's playing quarterback for us but he's also playing uh you know he's also kicking he's punting uh he's a very talented all-around athlete and so we're using him and, and he's also returning uh wow know, yeah he's kind of doing it all uh so we're using him in a lot of ways and then we also got Caesar Martinez who is also uh one of our kickers and he he didn't kick last year, uh, but he came out this year to kick. And so those are kind of the guys handling those duties. Uh, we we feel like in the return game, we have some weapons back there uh, in the kick return and punt return game. And so we we're hoping to make really big plays uh, in in that part of the that part of the football game. You know, we got Dre Thompson back there who did it last year, and Cedric Lowe. Uh, as well, back who had some big returners for us last year. So those two guys are two of our talented returners that we're looking to make big plays. I was going to say, last year you had some really big plays in the return game. I know. We did. Sometimes in the coverage there were some plays yeah, that, that you wanted to get stronger. Last year, if you go back last year, you know, we did some good things in the special teams. Yeah. Uh, our kick our kick return game was good most of the time uh, when we caught the ball. You know, We had some issues last year with letting balls hit the ground. And we have spent a ton of time uh, now. I hope I'm not jinxing. We got there Friday and let everyone hit the ground. But we've spent a lot, ton of time really working on the first 15 minutes of practice. Anybody who might be catching a ball and kick return, that's all they're spending time doing. Uh, and so we've really stressed the importance of catching the ball on the kickoffs. Uh, yeah. The a football is a very odd shape. That's right. And it doesn't bounce away That's right. a soccer ball or a basketball does. So you don't want it to hit because you never know which way it's going. Yeah, we don't want it to hit the ground. Uh, and so we spent a lot of time on that. And then, like you said, our, our probably the biggest area of improvement from last year is we gave up too many big returns, especially early in the year on, and on our kickoff unit. And so we're, we've really spent a lot of time on that. And we're looking forward to seeing where we're at. Uh, in those areas. All right, Coach. So uh, we've covered offense. We've covered defense. We've covered special teams. Tell us what exactly you're thinking going in. It's your second year um, as head coach. What are your thoughts as you get ready for uh, Friday night to open up your first season home opener at Bruce Field? I'm just looking forward, again, to – Letting our seeing our kids get out there and compete, uh, and I'm I'm just feel so thankful and blessed for our kids that we're getting the opportunity to do this, you know. And I, I've told them every day, almost in practice, uh, hey, you better you better take advantage of every day you have because uh, nothing's guaranteed, and there's there's a lot of kids sitting in uh, Texas and sitting in 
the United States of America that aren't being allowed to play right now. And so we're, we're just super excited about getting to compete on Friday. Uh, and, and I can't wait to see uh, where, where we're at. And, you know, we talk to our kids all the time that, that we believe that this – your, your high school football experience is one that you'll never forget. Uh, and I, I, I can think back of my first game, uh, my senior year, even my junior year, uh, and just the emotions. And uh, So we're just looking forward to letting our kids compete and get after it on Friday night. All right, so there you go, folks. Friday night, Brucefield, the Brownsboro Bears come into town, kickoff set for 7.30. Um, we haven't talked about it, COVID rules, 50%. There's not going to be any tickets sold at the door. That's right. So you got to make sure you uh, talk to uh, Miss Dorothy. Yeah, you can purchase the tickets. You know, they're open to the public now. Uh, so you can purchase the tickets from seeing Miss Dorothy or you can go online uh, and get that information. That information's out there. Uh, or you can call it the athletic office gets Miss Dorothy. Miss Dorothy gets here at 10 o'clock today. Uh, she's here from 10 to 7. On Wednesday, we opened it up. She came in a little later, so we can open it up two hours later for anybody that right. couldn't get off work. Uh, and then tomorrow till 5 and Friday till noon, based on, you know, they may all sell out today. We'll see. Right, because uh, there's only 50% capacity. 50% capacity. Uh, so... And if, if you show up at the gate, there's no guarantee that you'll be able to get in. And we're not selling any tickets. We'll, we can tell you, hey, you can get on your phone and get online if there's any left and buy right. them online. But, right. uh, so that's, that's how it's going to be interesting uh, how that works. Now, I understand through uh, some of my discussions with the school district, there is the thought that we're going to try and get – uh, a live stream yes. on the Facebook page. So yes, if you sir. can't get in, you can watch. We are, uh, and that our technology department, communications department, is trying to finalize uh, that today or tomorrow. We'll give that information out uh, and get that link out as soon as we have that available. But listen, if you can be at Bruce Field, you want to be at Bruce Field Friday night, 7.30 p.m. for the kickoff of the 2020 Athens Hornets football season. Hey, Coach, thank you very much for a few minutes to come in, pick your brain, and see what's happening. We can't wait to see you Friday night. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you.